Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from rainy Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, April 24th in the year 2022. And so we have... Um, first, I want to make a little announcement that um, if I seem a little, if my throat seems a little scratchy, I've been sick all week and it's all been lodged in my throat. So please pardon me. And um, this is why you haven't seen me on Instagram this week because I, I couldn't talk very much and or I would break into um, choking if I if I talked. So um, so here I am finally starting to feel better. So anyway, thank you for your patience in advance. We have a lot, a lot, a lot going on this week. <clears throat> a lot. So where do we even begin? I guess the best thing to begin with is the most uncommon of the things this week, which is the eclipse. And that will be on Saturday the 30th. And this is a solar eclipse. And we only get eclipses twice a year. This year there will be four eclipses. This is the first of four eclipses. The eclipses occur about six months apart. So there's this eclipse, and then there will be another eclipse in two weeks. So it is eclipse season, as I have announced on this podcast before. And we are looking at a solar eclipse in the sign of Taurus at 10 degrees of Taurus, 10 and a half degrees Taurus, 1028. And it's so it's a new moon. It's a solar eclipse, which is a new moon, which means the sun and the moon are together. And that means that they are... Um, aligned near the North Node, not exactly close to the North Node, but <clears throat> near, relatively near. They're in the same sign as the North Node. Now, a North Node eclipse is more beneficial to us, basically, in the elements of, you know, that we can uh, expect more fulfillment, that um, it's, we're not releasing anything so much. We are opening to receive. We are uh, creating something new. Taurus is a very creative sign. Um, and it is a very, you know, powerful eclipse because it is with the planet Uranus. Now, Uranus is <laughs> an interesting flavor for this eclipse. This is not something that is common at all. And it is relatively close to Uranus. And Uranus is at 14 degrees and the, like I said, the sun and the moon are going to be at 10 and that's close enough. I mean, it's not like they're going to be on top of each other, but they're also not 12 degrees away from each other. They're only like four degrees away from each other. So this is, this is a very special eclipse and you know, Uranus is a special planet. It's, um, it is really much, um, about, the themes of innovation and the themes of breakthrough and epiphany and electrical and excitement and very powerful, very, very powerful. And, you know, I've read elsewhere that this, you know, around this time, because so many things are going, it's like one of the best days of the year. I don't know about that. I, I don't want to make any promises. That's a big promise. <laughs> I wouldn't make any promises. It depends on how you feel about the energy of Uranus. Uranus is not... A comfortable energy for some people. It's it shakes us up, and and here's the catch. You know, eclipses are excitable energy as it is. Eclipses are always bringing things to the table. So if it's under the surface, it's bringing things to the table. You know, it's like oh, what what have you not 
recognized here? What do you have you not worked with here? What what are you not acknowledging? What do you need to like like embrace and acknowledge already? Okay, so I hope for all of us that we have innovative ideas and creating new projects and new things for ourselves and new places in our lives for some very very powerful things. Um, that's the good side. What could be uncomfortable is that this could be, you know, really, you know, not so much releasing things, but preparing you to release something because in two weeks, there'll be another eclipse at the south node and it's closer to the south node than this is to the north node, meaning that that's a stronger eclipse. And, um, it's not something like Uranus shakes us out of our comfort zone. Taurus has a very dense comfort zone. <laughs> it's a dense comfort zone. It's not like Tauruses do not like change. They don't like their comfort zone disrupted. They want their pillows sitting exactly where they left them on the sofa. Okay. <laughs> they want the, they want the hot cup of tea on the nice table in front of them and, you know, relaxing and they don't want their comfort zone upset. What I think this is and what I have felt this is and what has come to me in these last days in pondering this eclipse is that Taurus is a very stable, stable energy and it likes stability. And as I've said a thousand times here and to my, whoever listens to me, (laughs) um, whether it's a client or whether it's a student or a friend, um, Taurus wants security. Taurus wants the dinner on the table the roof over the head, the floor beneath them, it's all stable. They don't like those things to get shaken up. They don't want to be thrown in the blender. They don't want that. They're like, why does it have to be like this? Why? No, 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 no. And so if it's representing stability, it's foundation, right? It's what you want as your foundation in your life. If And all of us have a place of foundation in our lives, right? We all have some foundation. We all have to have foundation. We all have to have structure and, and foundation and something solid to rely on. And so when we start to connect to what's stable and reliable and solid foundation in our lives, um, then when Uranus comes in, what it wants to do is redefine what you call stability and restabilize where you are. Now, Uranus is an outer planet, so it's always going to move things through that area of the zodiac where it's sitting right now, and it's going to shake things up. Now, when it was in Aquarius a bunch of years ago, yeah, you expected it to like shake things up and you kind of felt the shake up and you felt okay with it where it was, maybe. <laughs> um, where it's in Taurus, there's a little more resistance. And it's like, okay, well, you know, where I feel, you know, I like things this way. I like the status quo. I like this. And it's it's been, it's more, it seems a little more complicated. But I, what I really have realized that this is, it's a restabilization of our lives. It is something that says, you know, I want stability. I want a a real foundation in my life where I can put my feet on the floor and I'm fine. 
and I know where the floor is and I know what the roof is and I know where, you know, everything is coming from. And, but there are always inevitably changes in our lives and there's always inevitably shifts. And so if you think like, like a moving sidewalk, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily feel stable, right? But then what starts to happen is there's like the Teutonic plates shift. And when that happens, we restabilize. So it's kind of like an earthquake, you know, it's like an earthquake, things shake up, and then you have to restabilize afterwards, and things move, the earth moves. And then, you know, earthquakes are going to happen, but it's a natural thing. You know, it doesn't have to be a disaster, it could just be like, Ugh, you know, and this is something where we feel the energy changing. And we restabilize ourselves. Where has all the energy changed in this time that Uranus has been in Taurus for like, you know, three to four years, really four years. And how does it feel? Like, where have you, where do you need to restabilize yourself? And it's, it's like the floor is moving under you. Like, okay. And literally my floor moved last week and it's, you know, not the thing you want to have happen when you've got choky things in your throat. Like your throat is, you're choking all the time and your throat's sore. And they were scheduled to come in and replace my bedroom floor. <laughs> so the day I got, I get sick around Easter, like I was really starting to feel it on Good Friday. I was really starting to feel exhausted. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm really tired. Well, I must've worked really hard this week, which I did. But then I was like, I wasn't getting over it. I wasn't, you know, sleeping, even though I was sleeping, I wasn't getting past the exhaustion. The next day I was exhausted and it was like, all right, well, something's happening here. And so it was by Easter, I knew I was getting sick. So, so Monday morning, they showed up to, you know, bright and early to pull up the old floor and put in a new floor. And this has happened once before when I was here, but obviously it wasn't done right the first time. So it had to be done again. And it's interesting, maybe your, whatever was your stable foundation wasn't as stable as you thought it was, and now it's going to be more stable, and you've worked to make it more stable, and here it is. And so when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> they're tearing up the floor, and let me tell you, the house was covered in stuff, and thank God for cleaning ladies, you know, grateful for them, because there, <laughs> there it was, they, even, and the guys cleaned up after themselves, and I watched them sweeping, and I'm standing upstairs, and I'm looking at where they, you know, what's in the air, and I'm seeing this cloud of dust, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, there's, I, I, and I couldn't even sleep in the bedroom that night, I had to still sleep upstairs, because it was choking me in my sleep, so there was so much powder on the floor, from the, from the construction and from the, just, the, you know, the whole resettling of the, of the floor <laughs> that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was going to choke. I was choking. I had to come back upstairs and sleep upstairs. So, so thankfully I had someplace else to sleep, you know? Um, so here we are. Uh, and I looked at that and I said, oh, wow, I have a new foundation. How about that? So yeah, I have a new foundation and the floor represents our foundation. So I was like, well, I'm shifting foundations here. And that's something that we need to be aware of when we're doing this. Like, oh, wow, we are shifting our foundation. We are shifting the place where things um, 
are settled in our lives. And it's really important to make that a connection to what it is that your foundation, where you're sta- re-stabilizing yourself. And look at that, because if you don't look at that, Uranus is going to force you to look at that. So that's like, because there's going to be some restabilization that means that some, the old floor had to go and the new floor came in. So, and they threw out the old floor. You know, it wasn't like they could take up what was there, like fix it and then put it back in again. No, they had a, they put in a whole, a different material. It's ceramic now. It was bamboo before. So it's completely different material and it's much more solid. And it's cleaner. It's going to be easy to clean. It's just, it's better. So, there you go. There it is. You know, Uranus likes makes a shift and change. And, and if you feel that your, you know, floor is moving, you got to go with it and you got to let it, let it happen. And as much as I felt like saying, please stop because they were making so much noise. And the one day I felt really bad is the one day they made the most noise and I just didn't know what to do. And, um, and there you go. So it's, it's better that the floor is in. I took care of myself. I had, I just stopped doing what I was doing and I just rested and I gave myself the gift of rest and I had to do it. I had no choice. Um, so that's one thing. Now, um, on that same day, Venus is going to meet Jupiter. Venus rules Taurus. She's going to be talking, uh, to Jupiter in a very nice way. They're going to be conjunct, um, at 5.14 p.m. Eastern Time, but this is not long after this new moon occurs at 4.28 p.m. Eastern Time. So they're like 45 minutes away from each other. And that's, you know, Venus and Jupiter are part of this eclipse, and that's actually really, really beneficial. That's going to make things really lovely. Um, and so I think this is a, a good, good energy supporting the eclipse. Venus rules Taurus, she's in Pisces, everything's been Taurus and Pisces, and everything has been very much um, about, you know, how this balance of Taurus and Pisces has been in our lives. You know, they do complement one another, and it's earth and it's water, and there has been a very nice balance of the elements lately, you know, barring that there's no fire anymore, but we are experiencing, you know, earth and water have been, they're in sextile to one another. And they, that means that they are in smooth flowing aspect to one another. So we're not having all sorts of stress and tensions between like the groups of planets that are in air, um, in water and, and earth. Um, Okay, so the other thing, Venus is busy this week because, you know, Jupiter and Neptune are still together. So Venus is going to visit with Neptune first because it's the slower moving planet and it is going to conjunct Neptune on Wednesday the 27th. And then it's going to meet Jupiter on Saturday the 30th. So this is really special. This is really special because Venus is exalted in Pisces. Jupiter is a ruler of Pisces. Neptune's a ruler of Pisces. All of this coming together, these three planets doing this is unheard of, okay? And they are lined up together this week. And, you know, Venus is getting revved up to conjunct the two of them already. You know, here it is Sunday evening. And this is very special. So it is a time to be empathic. It is a time to be... Um, 
very aware of how you treat people in your lives. It is a very sweet aspect under which we have great understanding of others and compassion for where they are. Um, The level of connection to others could be greater and more sensitive. It is a peaceful aspect. This is a place where we can pray for peace. And it's a place to open our hearts, for sure, to open our hearts. And it is a very lovely, lovely connection. And I, you know, we're not going to see this again in our lifetime, because they're not all going to be in Pisces together again. Jupiter is going to be moving out of Pisces into Aries. And when it moves into the end of Pisces later this year, it won't come back to Neptune. And Venus, this is it. Venus is in Pisces and she'll come back next year, but Jupiter won't be there anymore. So, you know, she'll conjunct Neptune again. She'll conjunct Jupiter where Jupiter is, but they, this is a very different relationship. Okay. So this is special. It's once in a lifetime, three of them in Pisces. You could live a lifetime and Neptune never enters Pisces, right? So here you go. We are experiencing something very, very special. And I greatly encourage you to do some sort of ritual for manifesting something in your life, for peace, for spirit, for serenity, for opening your heart. And this is, this is a true place of, you know, a beneficial energy. Um, yes, people can get fooled, but it's not likely in the in the respect that um, you know there's people. Oh well, I'm spending too much money, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. It, it's just such a lovely balance between that and the Earth signs. I think that the practical part that's in Earth will probably balance out the 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 other. You know, the what could be a little more. Um, I don't know what's the word spendthrift you know Venus Jupiter Neptune could be I spend more money than I have I just but I don't get the sense of that from this because it is in Pisces it's not it's it's asking for compassion it's asking for empathy it's asking for prayer so that's where the energy's going you know it doesn't mean people won't go out and party and use this energy to party and wow we had a really big party last weekend you know it it doesn't mean that that won't happen but if you're going to use this in the highest, most balanced way possible, you use it as a place of prayer and peace and, you know, connection with spirit and some, as I said, something greater than yourself. And so then there's, then there's something else going on this week. And that is that Pluto is going retrograde and that will be on Friday. So if that'll be Friday, Pluto goes retrograde two thirty-eight PM Eastern time. Now, Pluto goes retrograde every year, and it goes direct every year. So this is not terribly special. It is a place where Pluto will stop where it is at 28 degrees of Capricorn and hover, and then in some days start to gently, slowly move backwards or apparent backwards motion. Pluto's going to get a trine from Mercury on Thursday. So as Pluto is stationing, Mercury's going to come, Mercury in Taurus, and is going to come and make a nice trine to to Pluto. And, you know, Mercury's going to go retrograde in the first part of May and then come back, I think, to that part of Taurus. It's going to go in Gemini. It's going to come back to that part of Taurus. And I think Pluto will probably still be at 28. So maybe it will make another trine. Um, and it's possible that it will hover there. And I believe I have to look more closely, but 
Pluto Mercury, you got to try into Pluto Mercury in your chart, you're going to resonate to this. And Pluto and Mercury, if you have an aspect, even you'll resonate to this. But Mercury and Pluto are very um, good for intellectual exercises, for uh, grounding communication and earth signs, for, you know, solidifying ideas for solidifying communications, thought processes, um, analysis. Very, very good. So we've got some really good things happening at the end of the week. Now, Pluto going retrograde is the first that everything's been direct for a while. And Pluto now goes retrograde. And that is an energy where we feel like um, we are, you know, <laughs> we have to go back and review what we experienced earlier this year. So Pluto reached two new degrees. It reached 27, it reached 28. So it's going to go back over those degrees. And what did we learn early, the early part of this year? What were we experiencing? Is Pluto affecting one of your planets? It's all about transformation. It's all, this is the time when Pluto goes into the underworld and connects to what is the you know, the thing that we need to transform, okay? Pluto is getting revved up to end its tour of duty in Capricorn. It won't completely be out of there for like another two years, but this is it. We're seeing the final chapter of Pluto in Capricorn. Have you connected with your mastery? This is Pluto and Capricorn's job, to help us connect with our mastery, to help us connect with what is a deep, lasting um, sense of what we're capable of in this world and and in this world because it's in an earth sign so you know Pluto can be magical too outer planets have a certain amount of magic to them because they are not operating matter to matter they are operating on a very deep unconscious level where we can change our energy in a heartbeat and shift the focus of our life and shift what's happening, the energies around us in our life, in our vibration. And if you're shifting your energies and your vibration, you're going to attract new things. So Pluto affords us this opportunity to kind of go deep, deep, deep. And what do you want to change? What do you want to grasp a hold of and say, this is what I'm mastering. And it takes me to a new level in my life so that I can move forward in this empowered way. This is what Pluto encourages us to do. What have you been working on early this year? Where have you been, you know, prioritizing your life? What is important to you right now? What is, what is the place that has been receiving the most transformation so far in 2022? And Maybe it's not directly affecting a planet in your chart, but it's someplace in your chart right now. And it's going to do that little dance. It's going to move backwards and it's going to move backwards until October and then it will go forwards again. Now, by the time Pluto's getting ready to go forwards and is moving forwards, Mars is going to start going backwards at the end of October. So this is a time to focus in on like the things that you need to go in, take care of, acknowledge what you're good at. And like come out with some sort of debut, <laughs> you know, with your mastery. And it's important to, you know, connect to what's, um, what you're good at. You know, we, we all have talents and we all have abilities. And it's important for us to up-level our energy at some point. 
and up level our knowledge of what we can do, what we're capable of, and and how we can present ourselves in the world. So this is this is something really important. And you know, it is every every year Pluto goes retrograde. And it's not like it's it it's not like the Mars retrograde we're gonna have this year because we don't have that boat every two years. But the Pluto going retrograde is really, you know, a time of, I can't, you say this again, Deb, going within <laughs> and, you know, connecting with your power and empowering yourself. And it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, half the population has Pluto retrograde. So don't think of this as something where it's like, oh my God, Pluto's going retrograde. It's not Mercury for three weeks, you know, and it's like things get stirred up and things get, um, you know, discombobulated and, and shifted in a way that we're, we can't cope with it. And then we got to rewrite our, our chapter of our book we were writing or rewrite our story or like go back and find things that got lost. This isn't, it's not that it's not the day to day. It's the internal. It is the collective, you know, this will probably have a whole lot to do with the eclipse. So there's a whole lot of energy shifting this weekend, next weekend coming up. And we have to just be aware of how we're using our energy and how we are moving into a shift. Now, this is a lot of energy moving around at the same time. And it is so much that I really feel that you have to pay attention and not lose your cool. Uranus makes us fly off the handle. And then Pluto is involved. And, you know, in a way, because it's not necessarily making the deep aspect that Uranus is to the eclipse, but it is shifting its direction simultaneously. So whatever is going on for you, whatever is happening at the time of this eclipse and while Pluto is shifting direction, remember this when Pluto goes direct in October, because the eclipses start again at the end of October. Okay. So it's sort of bracketing Pluto's, bracketing to Pluto's underworld adventure. <laughs> and so this is really, really something we need to pay attention to. It's, it's deep, it's lasting, it's shifting something. Major shifts are happening when a planet is finishing up its tour of a sign, when an outer planet is. And this is, Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. And here we are, it's 2022. And as it's winding down, it has a lot to say. <laughs> and it's going to tell us some things in, in these eclipse periods. So remember, this is all, this is very intense energy. So what's my advice? My advice is to keep your cool. Again, keep your cool. Do not lose your head. Go deep. If things in your life seem really intense, take a step back and look. Um, you know, you want to look at yourself, take the, the sky view of yourself. Look at yourself as if you're looking down from the airplane and look at your life. Okay. That is something that is, you know, beneficial to be paying attention to right now. Okay. And take the long view, look at yourself, look at the direction your life is right now. Look at 
where you've been since 2008 because we're going to start looking at that. Like, where have you been since 2008? And what have you been doing since 2008? And how has that changed your life, you know? And, you know, some of the things that have been really powerful in these last weeks and months is this Jupiter-Neptune, which is getting visited by Venus, is the fact that Pluto has reached new territory, is the fact that, you know, we're having a new moon with Uranus. And these are all happening at the same time. And, you know, Jupiter and Neptune get together once every 12 years, even though this particular special aspect is happening, you know, with Venus where Jupiter and Neptune have been in the last bunch of years is where Pluto has been and Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter were during 2020 and Jupiter and Neptune were also in, that was when they were, it was in Capricorn like 24 years ago. And then in, again, in 2009, when Jupiter and uh, Neptune met, they were in Aquarius with Chiron and that's where Saturn is right now. So we're looking at like big shifts, big changes, big, big movement. And it's not to be ignored. Okay. So don't be surprised if you get the, the urge to really shift and change something. Now, this is good. The, the energy of change, the thing changes you want to make these, the leap of faith forward right now, very important, very important. And so you can manifest something very important when we're dealing with Taurus energy, okay? So the only thing that I caution against during eclipse season is from one eclipse to the next, I wouldn't launch the new project, you know, because oftentimes what happens is it falls between the cracks. So just bear that in mind as you're moving through this energy. Otherwise, we've got this lovely Venus to Jupiter and Neptune, and we have... Um, we have, let's see, where we are right now is the 24th, and the moon is void in Aquarius, and it will go into Pisces, 6.15 a.m. tomorrow, and that is um, Eastern time, and then it will stay in Pisces, and you know when it goes into Pisces, it's going to line up with Venus, right, and Jupiter and Neptune, so that's four planets in Pisces. Very deep spirit this week, very deep spiritual energy. Then we're going to see it go into Aries on Wednesday. It will be void at 9.36 a.m. Eastern Time, and then 12.10 p.m. go into Aries. And that's what just around that afternoon is when Venus and Neptune are going to meet. And then it's going to be Aries, Aries, Aries until Friday when it goes void 5.38 p.m. Eastern Time, and then enter Taurus at 8.19 p.m. Eastern Time, getting ready to make that eclipse on Saturday. And that's it for the week, a big, big week, lots of intense energies. In the meantime, I should be back and rolling on Instagram sometime this week. If you like to see videos about the astrological aspects of the week, it's The Golden Astrologer. My website, thegoldenastrologer.com, is available for you to book astrology sessions. Just go to book online, or if you'd like to book a Reiki session, an emotional clearing session, very, very helpful. Um, 
for you. So, and I am here on my podcast every week and I wish you a beautiful spiritual week and connect with the deeper, deeper forces going on in your life. All three outer planets are going to be very active this week. So it's time for changes, transformation, and just taking that leap. Have a beautiful week. Gratitude and love to all of you for listening. Thank you.